Welcome to our This is Saratova Best. We're talking about complaining. We are in Parshas Balaischa, and we're talking about complainers. Why? Because there are seven farm in the Tyra, but there are really five, as we talked about in the first audio. Um, if you listen to the first one, why are there seven? In this Parsha, Balaischa, there are actually two Psukim that constitute a Sefer in themselves. So then if you do the, the math, it comes out to not five books of Moses, seven. They're both correct. There are five. There are also seven, depending on how you, again, how you, uh, what's the English word, fresh, but how you do the counting. If you consider these two psukim a safer by themselves, it's seven. If not, it's five. But the interesting thing is that here, when the first five, is like, let's think about the seven meters, seven branches of the Menaira, seven meters, seven ways of serving Hashem. and Malchus. The first five are one set. There are people who serve through chesed, others through gevura. Some are very giving, some some stick to the rules, some have a blend. Netzach, some will be, you know, they'll go right to the end. Netzach, let's get it done no matter what. Hoid, an inner resolution result. That's the end of the first five midas. Then come the last two, bringing it down into the reality, grounding it and giving it over, you know, Yisait and Malchus. The sixth book of these seven, the first five start with really positive stuff. Gracious, our Avais. Shmais, we have, we go out of Galush, out of Mitzrayim to Geula. Vayikra, Karbanas. Vamidbar, Hashem loves us and He's counting us. Vayihi bin Soa, Aaron, talking about the Aaron traveling in front of us and getting rid of all our enemies. Amazing. Sweet, beautiful, upbeat. Then we come to the sixth and seventh safer. They're all about Miraglin, the spies, and they made a mistake, and Kairach and his rebellion, and Miriam criticizes her brother, and she gets leprosy, Tharas, and the seventh safer is all about Hashem criticizing us and chastising us, don't do this and do do that. It's heavy stuff, the sixth and seventh safer. What does the sixth one be- begin with? The words, Vayihia Amkemisayinim. And the nation was like complainers. So, very interesting. The, but, and, and the nation was like complainers. Notice, we aren't really real complainers. We're like complainers. It says, There's no such thing as a real complainer among a Jew, among Jews. We are not shy to be misainim. We aren't misainim. We don't really rebel against Hashem. Externally, we do. Internally, our neshama is totally in sync with Hashem. Why would we rebel? He, we feel what He feels. He feels what we feel. We're one heartbeat. So the only thing we can do is mimic being misainim complainers. Kim misainim. And why would we mimic it? So that it brings us to a certain level of shuva, of connecting with Hashem in a deeper level. We seem to, we artificially pretend as if we're disconnecting from Hashem. Because you know, when you disconnect and then you reconnect, the reconnect ends, tends to be stronger than the just staying connected all the time. So, you know, if you're talking to somebody and you're in the middle of something juicy and then you get, get cut off. You might have already been getting a little bored, but you get cut off and you, you, you call back. It's like a new chayas. You reconnect. So reconnecting creates kind of a new chayas 
there's something there's something a higher energy there. So maybe so when a Jew is a kimis einanim by he am kimis we mimic the complainers, the ones who rebel against Hashem, and it causes us to simulate a disconnect from Hashem. And then we feel the need from that disconnect. We feel like, oh, no, I feel so empty and disconnected. Help. So we reconnect. And that reconnect creates a stronger, higher energy than just, you know, continuing same old, same old. So that's, so that's the real, that's the truth about the sixth sacred. Now, interestingly, it comes in Parshas Balaiska. Of course, Balaiska is all about illuminating the light. And there's a lot to say about it. We'll probably do this in two recordings. Balaiska is about illuminating in a way that you make your makabo, your student, your the receiver independent. You're the expert. You have the light. But Balaiska means you illuminate them in such a way that you start off, you're the expert with that light. And you light it well enough so that you step away and now they become an expert and they have light. So what you're doing is you're, become, you're a lamp lighter that's illuminating, lighting many lamps and then they, they light lamps and they light lamps and they light lamps ad infinitum. A lamp lighter makes a lamp lighter who 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 makes a lamp, lamp lighter without any end. Within that energy of Balaiska, of that, you can understand if something like complaining, rebelling against Hashem comes along, you realize a lamplighter doesn't really rebel against Hashem because he's so vibrant and sending out light that the, that the most he'll do is mimic rebel, rebellion. If those if Vahiyam Kmetanim were in another parsha, maybe. Maybe we would be real complainers. But not in the presence of so much light when we're standing right inside our mission of being lamplighters. So um so from this we understand the the fullness of the Avaida is when Balaiska Esaneris, when you light in a way of, as we said, Achitay shall have a there you light them and their light then goes up of its own and has its own power. The fullness is when that principle takes through all the details of the person and all the details of the world, from the highest to the lowest. Because the light of Ne'alet, it's, it's the light lights on its own, is the litmus test if your Avaita is complete and true. True for you, true for the world, true for Hashem. It's not good enough if it's only true for Hashem. You know, Hashem has a certain truth. He uses the, the words of the world. But I don't share that truth. So that was not going to work for me. That used to work in the other generations. Don't you want to have more obviously throw? Not really. Don't you want to share Kindelach? Don't you want to be a? Uh, don't you want to be somebody who, you know, uh, you you came to school with two lollipops? Don't you want to share them with all the other kindelas? No, I don't. <laughs> I was in camp. 
right? Visiting day, my parents brought me this package of Tootsie Roll Pops to eat the whole month that I was going to be there in camp. Eight. I had six kids in my bunk. I was so excited. Eight, so I'm going to have one every week. And then the counselor said, now you have to share them with everybody. I'm not a sharer. What should I tell you? Not a happy camper. They said, no, you have to share them with everybody. Tell you the truth, those kids didn't really care in five seconds. It was a very meaningful thing for me that every week I'm going to have one one of these Tootsie Roll Pops and I'm going to think of my parents and I'm going to feel warm and safe and cozy and feel like my parents are with me in camp. If I get homesick, I'll eat one of the Tootsie Roll Pops and I'll, I, it will help me with my homesickness, et cetera, in camp. And this was my whole plan. And the, the, the counselor said, no, 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 you have to give them out to everybody. Well, there goes my plan. So I... I didn't grow up being thrilled about sharing, let's just say. It it wasn't a wise decision on the part of the counselor. And the kids could care less. They probably threw them away, took one lick and threw them away. It didn't have the meaning for them that it has. It was like a nothing. It was another piece of sugar for them. didn't care. But for me, it was my connection to my parents. But, you know, it was what it was, right, from Hashem. So, so people say, ah, don't you want to share? So that was from above. The counselor said, we share here. I said, yeah, thanks. That was her truth. It wasn't my truth. That was her kavana. Like she believed in sharing. I didn't believe in sharing. I didn't believe in sharing. So here, you know, I shouldn't embarrass myself by, but everybody, like, don't you want to learn how to share? No, not really. <laughs> so the, if, if the me'aleha means it comes from you, because here they're the same. The truth of something is when it's, from your point of view and from the world's point of view, it feels true. Because if it only feels true from above, from Hashem, or in this case, from the counselor. The counselor had this picture. She believed in sharing. I didn't believe. I didn't agree with her. So it didn't work for me. It wasn't effective. The proof of something is if it worked, if, it's, if, if I'm on board with her. She didn't know how to get me on board with her. She didn't know how to inspire me to love sharing. And to this day, I don't love sharing, quite honestly. I'm very territorial. This is mine. This is yours. We once had a girl over, probably 15 years ago, a girl from a sharing family. Oh, my. A girl from a sharing family. Bar Hashem is the beautiful Mida. And we were all making commentations. So my kids are my kids. So, okay, so everybody puts all their hamantash in each one in their pan and their pan. And this one said, okay, these are mine. And the other one said, those are mine. And the other one said, those are mine. Everybody had their their piece of foil with their hamantash. And everybody had their little stash that they thought. And this girl couldn't take it. She said, could we just all bake them and say they they belong to everybody? And then you guys can eat all of them. You can even have mine. But could we not have that? These are yours and these are mine. She said, I feel really uncomfortable with these are yours and these are mine. Everything has to belong to everybody, right? And my kids were like, we feel really uncomfortable with everything has to belong to everybody. You know, by the way, every and so could we have, these are mine. Now, by the way, last night when Rabbi Smith was talking, he was saying a lot of the stuff that's being promoted today, like do it for the chalal. He said, that is not Hasidus. This is a Marxist ideology. This is a Marxist ideology. He said that many times. It is not Hasidus. It is not Taira. Do it for the Klaus. 
do something that's bad for you for the cloud. He said, people are throwing around saying that a chassid will do. He said, when the Friedrich Rebbe, there came a point when they said something to the Friedrich Rebbe, don't you believe in giving your own life up for others or something like that? And the Friedrich Rebbe said, not by coercion. A chassid may choose to give up something of his own for somebody else. But chassidus does not promote forcing a person, coercing a person into giving up what he has for somebody else. That is not chassidus. That is not Taira. That's a Marxist ideology. You know, when Rabbi Smith is saying, we've got to call a spade a spade. What's being promoted today, do it for the group. Do it for the herd mentality. Do it for the herd immunity. It's a Marxist ideology. It's not Tyra. It's being clothed in Tyra words to promote a Marxist ideology. And people don't understand the intensity of the klipa that's, that's working its, its poisonous venom into Tyra communities and Tyra leadership. Of, 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 it's so subtle. Such a, you know, a, a, a malik subtlety that you don't realize when it's in there. And you, if you're not thinking, you're not distinguishing between that and that. If you're doing herd mentality and you're not thinking and saying, wait a minute, what does Tyra really say? Then you're just going to get swept along with everybody else. Said, learn to think of P. Tyra. Just, oh, they said, so it must be good. No more. So here the Rebbe is saying, um, light the light so that it comes from itself, from it, from its own flame. It, it has its own, it's connected to it itself. That means you teach your student an idea. As long as you feel the idea is a good idea and they don't, that's not a full, proper igniting them. Only when they have created, they, they, I'm glad I thought of it myself. No, that's the masculine way. You can't ask a, a male person to do something for you. He will respond in a different way from a female person. A female person will say, sure. A male person will stop, hesitate, ponder it for a split second maybe, and then decide on his own he feels like doing it. There will always be an interruption. If you, if you watch people, you'll see. He needs to create it from himself. It needs to be his. He can't just do what you say. It needs to be his idea. Oh, could you, could you pass me the salt? He doesn't just pass the salt. There has to be a split second of hesitation. Just watch people. You'll see. He needs to own the idea. He needs to make a decision. You know what I think I feel like doing now? I think I feel like passing the salt to that person. It's his. It's not yours. He can't accept your, your, your idea. And if he's responding to your need, he starts to feel depleted, like you're a barracuda with endless, endless, infinite, consuming needs. There's no end. You need salt, and then now you need a napkin, and now you need a glass of water, and now you need the, the, the sound of the phone turned down a little bit, and now you need the lights on brighter, and now you need this, and he's exhausted already from all the needs. Because he wasn't created to be a macabre. 
But if he creates a knees on his face, I think I feel like giving salt to somebody. I think I feel like turning down the lights or turning off up the lights. I think I feel like turning down the sound on the phone. I think I feel like this. I, it's his. Then he has infinite energy. He's a mashbia. So every makabo has to be turned into a mashbia. That's the way you illuminate them properly. Then it's their truth, not just yours. You know, you need to, you're the counselor. Not good enough that you believe in sharing. You need to ignite the soul and the heart of the camper enough that she wants to share. That she feels like she'll, like a, a stronger need in her is to watch every girl eat the Tootsie Roll Pop rather than save them for when she's feeling homesick. That requires real skill. If you haven't done it, she's living your reality, and it's not going to work. In other generations, people just kept following the rules, do what they say, do what they... In this generation, it doesn't work. So, and that's the difference between a complainer and a fake complainer. <clears throat> Somebody who's never been allowed to own what they do, they were told, just follow the rules. Just do what they tell you. Just do what they tell you. Don't think about it. Somebody's been trained to be a sheep. Jews are not sheep. Sheep go to the slaughter. When we've been sheep, we've been slaughtered. God forbid. Jews are thinkers. Baal Chachma. Yisrael you Chachamim Gedalim. We will be great Chachamim. And, that, and because we will be able to think, think according to the principles of Tyre, we will teach the world the deepest truth of Tyre. Not like being sheep. Sheep get slaughtered. Thinkers can be leaders. So if you don't allow a person to think and, and own it on their own, then they probably become misinonym, complainers. At some point they rebel. They say, I'm not doing this anymore. The only time they're fake complainers because they're trying to, they're doing it as, as a way to connect to Hashem in truth is when you allow them to, to own their own life. And um, um, and so this your illumination has to take over all the lower levels. And Zafka through this that the, the lowest shines from itself with the godly light. It shows that the shlamus the the truth of the Indian of Avaidameha from itself that that's what's really happened. Because we know the well-known statement in Cyrus that when you lift up the lowest, lowest part of a building, the foundation, you put the crane underneath the foundation and you lift up from there, it lifts up the whole building. You can't put the crane in the windows because it'll crack. Half of the house will go up and half will stay down. You have to put the crane un machinery underneath the lowest level. So now... This idea of Balaikhaneris, it's connected to Aaron Akayan, says in the Mishnah. Be among the students of, of Aaron. He loved the creations and he brings them close to Tyre. He loved even those who were far from Tyre Sashem, etc. Those who their only Mila is, they are creations. That's it. And so um 
by doing this, all of this chaos comes down into the world to illuminate the lowest part of the world. So, so we end with a bracha. If we're not real complainers, and the whole point is to own our own light, to own the light that we we have been given and are being given, then what we want to do is really step into a space in which we experience at every single second, at this moment, someone is surely sending me light. Every single second, be on the lookout. Where is the light being sent to me now? And if it's being sent to me from above, if I'm being, if I'm living now in a time of balaischa, if I'm being sent, given life, light every single second, then it's for me to take that and internalize it and make it my own and then create something even brand new and send out brand new and powerful light to the world. And therefore, maybe we can say that we live in a time that even though it feels so dark, Rahman Islam, we are living through Balaiska right now. We are the seven branches of the Manaira. And there are, and, and all the different circumstances that we live through, now, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and all of that, it is there for one and only purpose, Balaischa, to illuminate the Menaira of the Beis Amigdash, so, so that that Menaira shines out to the entire world and turns the world from, from Gullus to Geula. And we ourselves are that luminous Menaira. And so, we say, Hashem, we're, I'm saying Hashem, I'm not, I can't tell you what to do. I'm going to make an effort, please, please, please God, to try to see each moment as a Balaischa moment, to, to be cognizant that that's the period in history that I've been Zaycha to be put into. Everything is about illumination now, and everything is about making in, me into an independent source of illumination every single second. So when I'm in the moments of complaining, of feeling like, oh, <laughs> You know, which I'm extremely good at. I've practiced, <laughs> I've practiced many thousands of times, Bar Hashem, over these decades. So I became really good at complaining. Now I realize I'm just a fake, I fake my complaining very effectively. <laughs> and so maybe I can switch from even being a fake complainer to, you know, switch from feeling like, Every moment is another problem. Every moment, it's such a hard world. Every moment is another issue and another and another and another. And all day long, I could scratch all day long. It's quite fun. But what if I make a decision to switch to, this is not a misinning moment. This is not, this is, this is not a, uh, nothing's working out moment and or an era. But rather, it feels like nothing's working out, but rather Hashem is switching me over to the higher frequency where I'm, I am able with effort to understand that we're living through Balaiska now. We're living in the, right in the center of the Manaira, right in the center of the flame. In the center of the flame, it's not hot and it's not luminous. It's dark and cold. So I don't see the light. But that's because I'm right in the center of it. And if I, please God, if I make a decision 
to have that knowledge that I'm in the center of the flame right now and in the center of the Manaira, and every moment is a Balaifka moment, an opportunity for me to own the light of Geula in a deeper and a deeper way. And these are very creative ways that Hashem is doing it because I don't get his master plan. Please, God, it will bring us to immediately being in the third base of musician, lighting the Manaira in truth with Aaron with the Kayach of Aaron and may we be Zaycha to be there in the Gula Mitzvah Shleim immediately now.